Everyone wants to stand in the spotlight, but oftentimes the best characters are standing in the shadows. With former sidekicks Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson finally getting their chance to shine in the new Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we decided to take a closer look at some other sidekicks who are actually shining stars. Who's the goose to your maverick? Grab your favorite wingman. This is Wayback Attack. Welcome to Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham, and sitting across from me, as always, is Preston Burt. Preston, are you ready to be my sidekick? Wait, I I didn't get that memo. Uh, I thought we were on equal footing here. Well, but... little little did you know in the fine print on the contract that you signed <laughs> oh, for the show. I should always read the fine print. Blast you. Okay. Th that in terms of services. So. <laughs> Well, where do we go from here, boss? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know what? A good sidekick always comes up with the best ideas. <laughs> That's so. right. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> we definitely have some examples of that on our show today. Yeah, so like at the top of the show, mentioned a um, little inspiration for a topic here because um, this past weekend, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier premiered on Disney+. Plus, mm -hmm. um, and both of those guys were formerly sidekicks, and, I, you know, and now they're getting their time to shine. I thought it'd be a good time to look at some, some other... Um, side characters that um, maybe deserve a spotlight too. Yeah, it it is interesting that. Um, so I I don't I'm not up to date on like comic books and stuff like that. So maybe there is a Winter Soldier and Falcon comic where they're together like that. But I think it is interesting that like these like side characters. I'm sure Marvel is planning something big in the future. But it's interesting how they're given they're given their own show to become a list a list yeah. superheroes. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to the Falcon and Winter Soldier with some more sidekick talk in a second. But first, I just thought I'd check in with you. I would ask you, what have you been up to lately? But we just hang, we just hung out um, <laughs> on uh, the, this weekend, mm -hmm. and you and I went to a toy show. We did. And that's what we're going to be talking about in our bonus episode of the podcast, which you can listen if you are a member of our Patreon. Uh, we're going to have that conversation, break that down because mm -hmm. it was fun to get out for the first time in over a year yep. to see a convention and to see all the goodies that we discussed that we found conventions are back baby i think so <laughs> i think so uh people are getting vaccines yeah and i think uh we're we're getting safer and uh moving back to normal so that's really 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 exciting anything that's happened over the past couple of weeks that uh we didn't discuss anything oh, cool man. well um there, there's a. I've been buying. You know, we've talked about the antique booth, mm -hmm. and so I've been buying all kinds of stuff um, for it, supplies, and I need to start keeping track of it because, like, I was like thinking yesterday, I was like, man, I should really make it like a spreadsheet to yeah. keep track of everything that I've bought, like as far as like supplies go, um, because, uh, man, you just burn through comic backboards, uh, right? Sometimes I like. I don't read everything. I'm real bad about it. And I used to be real bad about it on eBay. Um, but like I will buy like the wrong size board for the wrong size. Um, yep. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just set up like one of those Amazon uh, subscriptions or whatever and just send, send out the right ones every like so often. But I wound up canceling the subscription today. So. <laughs> smart, smart. <laughs> yeah, I you, you got to worry about those sunk costs mm -hmm. and 
I think you're just being a good businessman, Brian. Yeah. Oh man, I got I, I bought some pogs. Uh unopened. <laughs> Wait, pog I packs. just said you were being a good businessman <laughs> and then you followed it up with I just bought some pogs. Oh yeah, dude. Like, you know, you have so you have like trading cards up there, like uh-huh. like boxes of them. And so I have I, I bought a box of unopened pog packs. That's awesome. So, yeah. I what figured, what are they? Um I don't are, are they a specific theme? Like are they superheroes or they're um no, it's uh it's like some metallic slammer company or whatever oh, and like right. you know looking at all these pogs it's funny because they all act like like oh yeah we're it's like like the original advertising for those pogs it's um they act like this is like the one that everybody knows what oh, it is d- yeah and so you know I, brand loyalty yeah i had tons of pogs um but i made I, like i made the majority of them have i ever told you this story no so me and my friend trey uh we we used to so i used to we used to go watch a lot of movies and i know uh i know that my mom watches this so i'm sorry but (laughs) sometimes what we would do is we would go to watch a movie we'd walk into the movie theater my mom would drive off and then he and i would leave the movie theater and cross the street and go to the mall (laughs) and so um one of the times that we were at the mall he bought this pog maker and um i don't know how we we're able to get it back to my house without like like we bought it at Being kb discovered. yeah like it seems i don't know that seems strange but uh you know we just made tons and tons of pogs like uh would take comic books and magazines and stuff like that and it was basically just like you would it would have like the milk cap thing and then it, it was like an adhesive and you just it just like punched out and made, made your own things so yeah kind of like they do button makers and yeah, stuff so uh-huh. it's kind of like that yeah similar it's to that. funny you mentioned kb toys because that's i know eventually i saw pogs at, at other retailers like mm-hmm. toys r us and walmart probably but kb was the first place i remember seeing pogs mm-hmm. and i'm like what <laughs> what you know it's one of those things you look at it and, you're, and even to this day you're like how's how is this a thing yeah very 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 odd very odd but well i'll have to come check it out man i'll have to buy a pack mm-hmm. and see what's going on i've i actually bought uh a bag of them uh unopened mm-hmm. at an antique store a couple years ago and i i'll go through my crap and find them every now and then and be like, wow, these are going to be worth nothing one day. I have a tube of them somewhere. And uh, it, man, I used to have so many cool slammers and it's like, uh, I don't remember where we would buy them, but like maybe it was comic book shops when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And like, like I had like a holographic OJ Simpson slammer and like, what? Yeah, it was like a, it was like a, he did it. And it was like the a hologram. Juice is loose. It was a hologram of him buying bars or something. It was so dumb. Oh my gosh. It's awful. <laughs> That's awful. Well, um, let's get a little back on track and head on into the main topic tonight. We're talking about sidekicks, and the inspiration, again, was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Have you watched any of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I I have not. I have not seen it yet. Okay. I started watching it um, uh, with my family tonight. Got about half an hour in Mm -hmm. before... My wife says, you guys can watch this without me. <laughs> and then uh, the kids went off and did other things. So, Are they hour-long episodes? I think so. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know that um, I don't know that this will be one for the whole family, but I like it. It's got a lot of action so far. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of backstory. And Captain America, the Captain America movies and the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. weren't my favorite. Yeah. So I don't know that – I don't know that the family has seen – the winter soldier yet so i think you kind of need that to have some establishing Mm -hmm. foundation for your enjoyment of the falcon and the winter soldier i think that's the best well i don't know civil war is really good but i think i think 
that that's Captain America number two is the I've best heard one. a lot of people say that that's their favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm, I was kind of indifferent to it. It was enjoyable, but no, nothing to write home about f- for me personally. But that's just because I'm I was never a really big Captain America fan. I think Chris Evans did an amazing job bringing yes. that character to life, mm-hmm. and I can never probably think of a, a different Captain America. Right. But still, as far as like, if I'm gonna choose like you know a weirdo X Man over captain america any day yeah you know i i also do not like captain america like it's 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 similar to superman like i don't like either of those characters because they're too like goody two-shoe for me Mm -hmm. um but i when i was a kid i loved that 90s captain america movie did you ever see that oh yeah i have it on vhs and um man do do you know who directed that no (laughs) i have i talked to you about um the cyborg guy I think I feel like I talked about this. What? Uh, I can't remember his name now, but um, man, if you're watching this, you should check out the uh, the guy that directed that and his. Other, oh, he he directed. Uh, he introduced Jean Claude Van Damme to the world. Um, and Cyborg wasn't Jean Claude. Okay, yeah, Van? yeah. And so it's the same director, but he did so good with that um, with that Captain America movie. They actually were gonna have him do a Spider Man movie. Um, there was a Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. also, but they wound up pulling him from that and and having him do something else. But I can't remember his name. Are you looking it up? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that would be something handy to have when we're talking about it. But unfortunately, we don't have that. Um, well, I don't know where Captain, sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to go. Mm-hmm. I will watch it. But I love the concept of these characters that were side characters getting their own show and that's not that's not every case like you know i wasn't a huge fan of like joey having his own show and uh-huh. friends you know i don't think that every person needs their own spinoff or or oh i i thought you were talking about joey from blossom because he also had his own show Did he? yeah oh my gosh we got to go down that rabbit hole sometime <laughs> um but in the terms of comic books i've always been fascinated with these characters that are just off to the side and they finally get like their one shot they finally get a story that's devoted to them and if you're a fan of these comics at all, you know that eventually, the, I don't know where the cinematic universe is going, but in the comic books, eventually each one of those characters be, has become Captain America for a time. Yes. Uh-huh. So I think it's cool. And, and uh, similarly, um, you know, Robin became Nightwing. Mm-hmm. So I, I love the idea of, of, of superheroes graduating and getting their, their time in the limelight. And that made me think... But all these other great characters that aren't comic book characters mm-hmm. that were really, really cool sidekicks and might deserve a little bit more of the spotlight. Okay. So before we go into our picks, mm-hmm. I thought we'd play a little game. I, I've got a list here of what I consider to be members of the sidekick Hall of Shame. Okay. So um you actually added one to it that you'll have to explain to me okay but the ones that immediately came to my head there could be some arguments here some Mm -hmm. people may not agree with this list Mm -hmm. but sidekick hall of shame scrappy do yes great gazoo Mm -hmm. from the flintstones yeah snarf from thundercats Uh uh-huh orko from masters of the universe and then you added one to fill out the list. Mm-hmm. Who is this one? Navi. It's the fairy helper from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Is that like the Microsoft Clippy? 
version. Kind of. It's it. She just keeps going. Hey, listen. Over and over and over. And it's oh. so annoying. And oh, like boy. when you're playing the game, like anytime like something happens, Nobby pops up. And it's like, hey, do this thing. Hey. So. Well, I, yeah, that does sound like an annoying sidekick for sure. So, on the flip side, I thought of some, some cool. That's an air quotes for you can't see. Uh huh. Some cool um, main characters who have sidekicks that might I thought we might swap up their sidekick. Okay. So instead of uh Robin, which one of those might go well with Batman? Similarly, Johnny Carson, um Wayne from Wayne's World without Garth, what is he? Let's see. And then Mario without his Luigi, I wonder if he could have a fill in from one of these characters. So uh, I thought we might look and see which of those that I gave from the, <laughs> the sidekick hall of shame mm-hmm. might pair well with one of the heroes. All right. Well, in order to make it even, uh, I was supposed to add something earlier and I'll add it now. So He-Man will be our number five for the heroes. Okay. All right. So He-Man <laughs> from Master of the Universe and he can't have Orko because right. he, he already suffered enough. Yes. <laughs> so let's give him a new a new measure of torment. Okay. Okay. So let's 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 start with He-Man. And we'll just kick. We'll just mark off the list as we go. Okay. Which one of those five sidekick Hall of Shame members would work well, or uh, or is He Man deserving of? I should say He He Man deserving of. It's so funny because you and I were. I think it was you and I were talking about this the other day at Toyana, where I was really big into He Man as a kid, and I have zero nostalgia for He Man like as an adult, which yeah. is bizarre to me. Um, so really, I kind of just like want to give him a character that is really bad. Um, I'm going to I want to give him Snarf. I think it, it's kind of a, a cop out because it's the same time period for the cartoons. Well, that was going to be my suggestion anyway. Yeah. Like, I, I think it fits the period. Uh-huh. The uh, character wise, it also fits. Yeah. It's, you know, a creature ish yep. thing. Uh-huh. It could it looks like it could fit in that universe. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think T-Man built up enough level of tolerance of an annoying, <laughs> chatty Kathy uh-huh. that Snarf would, would be okay, too. Well, he was surrounded by him, too, because of Battle Cat. Like, when when he was just the – not when he was not Battle Cat, when he was – I don't remember his name. The Tiger? What was his normal Cringer. name? Cringer. Like, he was already annoying. And so, <laughs> like, he was just surrounded by annoying characters the whole time. So, All right. So, um, next on our list, I, I – you know, you, you think of – Johnny Carson and his constant sidekick Ed McMahon. Yes. <laughs> Hi oh. Um Who do you think would pair well with 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 Johnny Carson? Which of these sidekick members might might rise to the occasion, do you think? Mm. So you tell me yours and I'll tell you mine. Okay. So thinking, you know, purely just on you need a good co-host for mm-hmm. for the show. Charisma. Yes, charisma. And, you know, somebody that's just oozing with great charisma would be Scrappy-Doo. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah, I think that he would be great because he wouldn't sit on the couch, like, in my head. Like, he would always just be standing in the chair or whatever. And he'd be like, yeah. He, I think he's got a little too much energy. Yeah. And my choice was actually going to be someone that I feel, you know, we talked about the same time period for, mm-hmm. for He-Man. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't debut in the same time period, but he kind of exudes that that the quality. Yeah. And that I'm gonna go with the Great Gazoo. Okay. 
I think the Great Gazoo would be a great host to talk <laughs> to Johnny Carson and any guest that would come along. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, very erudite. Very <laughs> nice. Keep the conversation flowing. And um, all right. Anyway, moving on. Interesting choice here. <laughs> Who is the Garth to Wayne? And we were trying to think of his his last name. We know Garth Algar. Mm-hmm. What is I cannot think of Wayne's last name to save my life right now. Mm, I don't know. It's driving me insane. Anyway, Wayne Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. Who's excellent? Oh, dude, Orko. <laughs> <laughs> I think Orko would be perfect because also like on the show he could do like magical stuff like to to make the show like when they do like the whole like 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 I love it. Yeah, we you don't have to do the the finger effect. It would just be a real magic trick. Yep. Oh, that's great. Okay, so we're left with a couple. We don't have to have a one-to-one, so but anyway, um, Mario, mm-hmm. a video game staple. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Who's left? Who do we got? Man, uh, so I could see Scrappy being part of Mario's crew, just because he, um, he Mario likes to punch animals like Yoshi. Like he punches them in the back of the head to get Yoshi to stick his tongue out. Oh, so mean. And sometimes, like Scrappy, uh, Scrappy should get punched. <laughs> <laughs> that's you make i didn't see it at first but you make such a great argument for i'm gonna have to say you got that all right and lastly if we were doing one-to-one the only sidekick hall of shame member that didn't get placed is going to be navi from ocarina of time pairs with batman yeah i could see it Do you, can you see it it would kind of ruin it because batman is a creature of the night and like stalks in the shadows and navi is a bright like fairy and so people would kind of see it but he could use navi for like um like just advice or, or and you know like store it in a yeah. utility belt uh-huh, right uh-huh. i need a bright light who's really annoying yeah. and talks he would just be like it'd be like hey, listen, 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 <laughs> all right yeah we could have done a whole show on the sidekick hall of shame and we might still have to but for now let's i think move on to our picks mm-hmm. for sidekicks who deserve a spotlight Besides, these are just unconfirmed reports. <coughs> unconfirmed? What are the odds? We've got to upgrade the apparatus. We've got to get cool new superhero stuff to battle this all-encompassing evil. Uh-huh. And who's going to pay for all this cool new stuff? That's not the point. Step one, we must choose battle cries. You know, the cries we always emit just before leaping into battle. Oh, you mean like, not in the face, not in the face. Hmm, lacks force, chum. No, more like, like, uh... Spoon! Uh, I don't get it. Spoon! Look, I'm just a sidekick. Well, like he said, he's just a sidekick. So, uh, Arthur, man, Arthur is such a good sidekick. And, you know, you think about how the use of a sidekick is supposed to sometimes be just the polar opposite of the hero, right? Mm-hmm. And to give a nice balance to, to, the, to, like, the duo, the couple. And Arthur is that for the Tick, because the Tick is blindly heroic and incredibly dumb. And the Tick is just a regular person that was an accountant that always wanted to be a superhero. He bought his moth suit at an auction to become a superhero. And then because of that, his um, the accounting office that he worked at 
put him on admin- permanent administrative leave uh, for his mental uh, illness. And, uh, you know, he's the opposite of, of the tick. The tick is big and strong. Arthur is, is short and doughy. Um, and, uh, but he has, he's the one that always comes up with the plan to, that is going to save the day. He's the one that, uh, is the thinking man to the ticks punch, punch first (laughs) and ask questions later. Do you think that you've reached your tick quota for this year already? Oh gosh, I mean, I I feel like we talk about the tick (laughs) Mm -hmm. at least, at least twice a year. So, I mean, you're starting early. Yeah. Well, I was I, I I figured there's a lot of tick to cover, man. We got comic books. We have two different TV show or three different TV shows: yeah. the cartoon and then the two live action ones. Yeah, you, you know, you you brought up the the tick. Obviously, the cartoon is from our nostalgic era, mm-hmm. the 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 nineties. But the it was weird hearing his voice. I haven't watched the cartoon in so long. It was mm-hmm. weird hearing that cartoon voice because I picture the Amazon series one now. Yeah, and it's still such a great character. Do you know who was his voice? Uh-uh. His name is Robert Paulson. What? Rob Rob Paulson. What? what? Oh, <laughs> you threw me off. I was like, "What are you doing a voice from?" It's you're doing it from uh, Fight, Fight Club. Club yeah. yeah. Okay, I got it now. Yeah. Yeah. He's and like it's awesome because you know Rob Paulson. It wasn't always Rob Paulson. He he started doing Arthur after the first season, mm-hmm. and so um. But you know he's that man's got some range. Yeah, totally. So, he's everywhere. Yep. Uh, as we go through these different shows, you keep seeing the same names mm-hmm. over and over again. And he's one of those guys. Yeah. The, the tick is good. I feel like to your point, a, a great sidekick is one that brings balance. Do you mm-hmm. think Arthur though could stand on his own two feet? Well, and so in, in the comics, he actually, the way he becomes the tick sidekick is in the first couple issues you see like in the background you'll see him like flying around uh-huh. um and he doesn't actually show up until episode four or issue four and the reason that he showed up in issue four is because he um he winds up rescuing a powerful ninja artifact um and delivering it and the tick and oedipus are both like fighting these ninjas and he helps them beat the ninjas and he decides to become the tick sidekick uh, after that happens. So, <clears throat> hey, so he he can hold his own every now. Yeah, and, then. and there's an ish, an episode of, of that cartoon series where he got big and muscular, and it got it got a little to his head. Buff Arthur. Yeah, it was uh, he he was bigger than the tick eventually. <laughs> he, he kept growing. So well, when the the tick franchise finally runs out of steam, you can just start up the Arthur franchise. Yeah. It, hey, man. You have no idea. Like it's it's funny because I have like artists in my family, and then I've done a lot of art classes and stuff in my time. And, you know, people love to like think about oh, what was the motive behind this and, and stuff like that. And sometimes there is no motive, right? Uh-huh. Like when a cr- someone is creating something, they are working with the tools they have, and people will look too deep into it sometimes. And um, I don't remember where I was going with this. <laughs> Um, the, oh, so, so when I was looking up, when I was looking up to like stuff about Arthur, man, people are just like going crazy about like based, it's it may mainly based off this last Amazon show, but like really doing deep dives into like Arthur's really the hero of the series and like, you know, you know, like going re- really reading deep into it. And I think that it's it, that, that what they are reading into it is kind of like 
a limited view of it because they don't have the prior history of like the entire series like comics and tv like other shows they're only basing it off of the most recent amazon show so mm, good point but, well I, i'll speak more on this later but i think arthur follows a trend that i've recognized within myself of the sidekicks that i like because it may be a little bit of projection yes so uh moving on to my pick what's up next well i guess we're gonna find out Right, so we couldn't find good clips of the character that I wanted to highlight from Saved by the Bell. Mm -hmm. So we just played the intro. There's a lot of characters on Saved by the Bell. Um, which one do you think we are doing, listeners, <laughs> viewers? Which one do you think we're covering? Who is the best sidekick from Saved by the Bell? We know there's only one answer to that, Brian. You and I do. Yeah, I also think there's only one real sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> Poor, poor Screech. <laughs> yes, Screech is my pick for for one of the best sidekicks. And it, where do I even begin? I think yes. Looking back on it now, the whole show is cheesy, and I think I recognized that a little bit back back in the day watching it. Mm -hmm. But the show does not work without Screech. Yes, Screech is a power player in the Say by the Bell universe. Maybe not for his. Uh, his 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 wits mm -hmm. and maybe not for his his charm but he is certainly a, a great comedic foil uh -huh. and uh, provides a lot of laughs and a lot of uh stringing the story along together yeah <clears throat> and you know he um going back to like being the opposite right so to to zach's cool together guy Right, he is the exact opposite. He's not cool. He's mm -hmm. like the big nerd. He actually is smart. He had like ninety three uh, A tests in oh, a row, right. and got to wear the molecule hat. That's right. So, but uh, but yeah, like he's he's the perfect opposite for for Zek. Yeah, well, and he kind of fits the sidekick role for almost any of those yeah. other characters. Uh -huh. You know, he's he's uh, he has such puppy love for Lisa, mm -hmm. and she can drag him around wherever she wants. Um, uh, Slater, <laughs> think of his name. Slater. Slater, yeah, Slater uh, can pick on him, and uh, you know they can both hold their own. But you know this this probably wouldn't have been on my list if sadly Dustin Diamond hadn't passed away recently. Yep. And looking through those clips and remembering those episodes, and even just hearing Mark Paul Gosler talk um, and others you know about about dustin he you know it really brought to my attention a level of appreciation for his comedic timing and like mm -hmm. his physicality mm -hmm. um his expressions and I, I think that people can just laugh that off or you know ignore it but i think it really deserves a bit more of appreciation and respect than than what he got 
throughout his career. Oh, yeah. Um, but even just within the show itself, that show does not work without Screech. Yeah, and the new show is going to be like – there's some big shoes that they have to fill with with him not being in the new show. Mm-hmm. So, have you seen the the trailer for the new show? I've seen the first episode oh, have because you? that was the only one that was free oh. uh, before they wanted you to sign up for the Peacock service. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have too many other services. I don't want to do that one. But yeah, I I don't know how they're gonna fill those shoes. I I know that the the show itself is different. Like the 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 feel, the vibe of it is different. But um, so it it may he may not have worked in that specific element, but mm-hmm. in all the ones that he was, I mean, he's the only character, you know, excluding the new reboot. He's the only character that appeared in all of them. Yeah. Cause he was in, um, well, no, wait, Mark Paul was in there too. Right. Uh, Good morning, Miss Bliss. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was in the, Oh no. Cause there was a time when it was the new class. Yeah. The, the new class. Yep. Yeah. And Mark Paul wasn't in that. So yeah. yeah, he's the only character because Belding was in most of them, but he wasn't in the first one. Uh huh. But yeah, from Good Morning Miss Bliss, Say by the Bell, Say by the Bell of College Years, and Say by the Bell the New Class, yep. Screech was the glue that held it all together. Yeah, and you know he he was able because man, I couldn't imagine like being on a show for that long. Like, is it? I think it's cool. Like, my kids are really into this show called Henry Danger right now, and it's a Nickelodeon like superhero show, and it's it's the same thing like the kid that is henry danger when that show started he was like a little kid and now mm-hmm. he's like an adult and it's weird yeah. it's only over five years but like he is like he is he is like an adult and yeah. so um, well, you got to see that with them you yeah know? and one thing that i didn't really realize until started doing research and uh, around his death is that he was three years younger i think than the rest of the cast mm-hmm. but yet was playing portraying the same grade levels as them and man three years different when you're that little yeah that's a huge i mean like i remember being in junior high and looking up at high schoolers thinking oh my gosh these are grown adult people (laughs) Uh uh (laughs) and and here we are little tiny boys and girls and he experienced that and i I think that was some of the reason for some of the uh some of the issues later on yeah But, but you know again kudos to him for being able to hold his own on that stage with those performers screech man he's one of the goats yeah there's so many times that like there was there like he was like the main star on the screen too yeah you know like like he wasn't just like a background character or anything like that but. yeah all right poor went out for our boy dustin diamond yeah, it's crazy man 44 years old he died yeah so um but you know uh he was he was a classic style like geeky nerd mm-hmm. right um, I think the next sidekick that we do was is a much more modern take on a nerd. All right, right? let's so, see it. Well, if my there we go. All right, so you can't scream at him, but after all he's done to you, you should still kind of stick it to him. How do you propose I do that? You stink palm. Stink palm. You take your hand, you stick it in your ass like this. You've been walking all day, and you're also nervous, so no doubt you'll be sweaty as hell. You should see yourself right now, a grown man with his hand down his pants. Yeah, I probably look like my old man. There, now you shake hands with the guy. Hey, Mr. Zvinning, how have you been? What's the point? You know how long it takes for that smell to come off? Scrub all you like, it'll stick around for at least two days. How does he explain it to his colleagues and family? They'll think he doesn't know how to wipe his ass properly. Meanwhile, you yourself are left with a hand that smells like shit. Small price to pay for the smiting? One's enemies. I think I'll pass. All right, what an incredible clip you've discovered, <laughs> Brody Bruce! What a uh, what a character. So, 
one of the craziest things from uh from doing some research on this people think t.s Eliot is the is the sidekick to Brody bruce <laughs> the movie is about t.s Eliot. it's about like his his is that his last name what t.s Eliot, the poet <laughs> that's that's why the it author? starts on a weird his name's t.s i think it's <laughs> Eliot, right i don't know anyway. i am so far <laughs> removed oh, from no. being a mall rats aficionado <laughs> it was t.s quint okay. t.s quint <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Elliot. I was like, "What are you talking about?" But anyways, um, the movie's about T.S. and like him trying to get his girl back, and Brody is obviously his sidekick. So, um, cool fact: Did you know what Brody Bruce's name is from? No idea, man. Okay, well, um, Kevin Smith named him after uh, Jaws. Oh, so okay. Yeah, Brody. He's he's named after the main character in Jaws, right? And then the Jaws robot was bruce. named bruce yeah and so oh that's funny mm-hmm. no i had no idea about that you know if you told me you were going to pick a sidekick from the kevin smith askew universe <laughs> mm-hmm. or view askew is that what yep, it is yep view askew uh i would not have thought about brody yeah. I, I would have immediately gone to jay and or silent bob mm-hmm. though who's the sidekick in that one silent bob is the sidekick yeah. right uh-huh. okay so silent bob so how is he uh, the sidekick in this? So, again, perfect opposites from T.S. T.S. is very reserved and, like, polite and um, trying to get his life back together, whereas Brody is very brash and, like, forward and out there and just living life to its fullest, and things just kind of fall into place for him, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, he's he's he also gives sage advice to ts throughout the movie like so he's he's helping him grow as a character so brian it, it, we talked about getting these characters into the spotlight mm-hmm. um i thought I, I was thinking about this you know they're doing reboots now we're doing they're doing the reboot of say by the bell we were just talking about that all right you're in charge of rebooting this whole universe by making a Brody movie. What's Brody up to these days? What's he doing right now, 20 well, years later? Well, Kevin Smith answered that. Well, I don't... What is it? You, you didn't see the Jay and Silent Bob reboot? No. Oh, well, he, he... So, in in the universe, he eventually... Um, well, at the end of Mallrats, he went on to become the... He took over The Tonight Show. But, um, like... Because they had, like, the whole, like, where are they now type of thing. But in, the, in that universe, he winds up... Uh, having like a comic book shop and being and being famous uh for um it it's it's tough because sometimes i get him mixed up because um he played um what's his name jason lee jason lee played two different characters and so one of them was in uh was a comic book inker and then the other one is Brody. So, um, but anyways, he winds up having, uh, I think it's the secret stash is what it's called. Okay. And, and it's a comic book shop. And so he is in the reboot movie also as the comic book owner. But I feel like there, I don't remember exactly what the details were around it. So Kevin Smith answered that for me. I don't yeah, Look to. at that. Yeah. Go to the, go to the source directly. Uh, w- did you watch that movie recently? Does it still hold up? Um, I, I watched it a couple of years ago. Yeah, it still holds up. It's cool. a good movie. And it, man, I was gonna put the clip of him talking to Stanley because it's so crazy. Like, Stanley looks old in it, but he's like, I guess we've seen so much of old Stanley that like seeing 
that version of Stanley where he had like a lot of hair and stuff like that is just really like <laughs> off putting. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Who is this imposter? <laughs> it does. It looks like it looks like someone like pretending to be um, pretending to be Stanley. So. All right. So Brian just gave us another great example of a sidekick. Let's move it to one of my picks that should be, uh, I think, it wasn't an impulsive pick. It was, it was very targeted. <laughs> Intruder alert. Uh-oh. Intruder alert. Computer, lockdown cave. Well, I think we found our unknown energy impulse. Impulse? That's so crash. Catchy, dramatic, one word. Like Nightwing and Robin and Beast Boy. Except that's two words. Blue Beetle's two words. Hey, is he here too? Never mind. Impulse can't find that out for himself. <laughs> You two, take him down, now! We're Crash. Whoa, old style faucets, so retro. clip happened so fast it didn't even have our sound effect at the beginning that we normally do when it transitions what happened there uh, you know what i maybe he tapped into i don't know the speed force there you go it was I... the speed force that did it okay so my pick is impulse as one of the greatest sidekicks of all time and that clip doesn't normally follow our paradigm of retro clips that actually was from young justice which aired in, started in, I think, 2010, mm-hmm. um, and is one of the best series of all times. But there was no other way for me to include it, a, a video or audio clip of Impulse, um, because he's a comic book character. And he originally uh, came into play in 1994 mm-hmm. as part of the Flash series. Were you a big Flash fan growing up? Uh, I so I personally don't like DC comic books, believe it or not. <laughs> so, oh, well, I'm not gonna say I don't like them. I just, I you know, the whole Superman, Death of Superman thing. Mm-hmm. I read that. It burned I, you. Yeah, I read. Well, I, that's that's the only time that I read DC a lot. Really? Yeah, I I kind of got Batman every now and then, but most DC characters, if they're not in a fighting game or something else, then or DC Universe Online, I actually learned a lot about. DC characters then so so I you know I grew up with the Superman movies and I grew up with Kenner superpowers um, super friends mm-hmm. so Flash was always on my periphery mm-hmm. but I, I loved him Flash was like the DC version I think of Iceman wherein a great utility player great team player that provides a bit of comic relief yeah now the the series I'll get to I'll get to, to impulse in a second but the the series of Flash that I grew up reading was written by Mark Wade mm. and was actually the third Flash. So first, first Flash was Golden Age Jay Garrick, mm-hmm. and he was the guy with the little hat, flat brimmed with the wings. And then there was Barry Allen Flash. I know him. He was a Silver Age Flash, mm-hmm. um, and probably the most famous. And he was the one that they made the '90s live action series about mm-hmm. did you watch that at all yeah I, dude i love that like 
I think I was introduced to that at Six Flags uh-huh. because they just had it going, and I, I love that show though. Yeah, like, it was so, so good. we'll have to talk about that okay. about that soon. Um, so in so there was the Barry Allen Flash, and then his sidekick he had a sidekick called Kid Flash. Mm-hmm. Now Kid Flash uh, eventually was in the Teen Titans, mm-hmm. um, but then had the rare occurrence in comic books, and this I mean this has happened since, but it's one of the few instances where comic books acknowledge an aging process and allow a character to become an adult. Yeah. So Kid Flash actually grew up to become regular Flash. Wally West mm. was the main um, protagonist in the Flash series that I was reading. And we've seen that since then. We've seen um, you know, Robin become Nightwing mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But it's pretty rare. It's one of the reasons I liked like the rare occurrence in Marvel where like cannonball from new mutants finally graduated the x-men team like you Mm -hmm. just they it's kind of like the simpsons where you just keep them the same age the same um the same note all the time right and so that was the 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 appeal of flash here and the flash him being formerly kid flash himself in issue 92 well issue 91 there was a cameo and in issue 92 debuted a brand new speedster named impulse and impulse is the speedster from the future um and now he's pretty pretty interesting because impulse suffers from hyper accelerated metabolism Mm -hmm. now impulse's real name is bart allen or bartholomew allen is he related to barry allen there yeah it's related yeah okay and um so he was aging at a faster rate than any other human being, causing him to appear the age of 12 when he was chronologically only two years old. Now, to deve- to prevent him from developing mental health problems, he was raised in virtual reality in the future. Huh. Well, I mean, his time frame was the right. future. Um, but it, it let him have a simulated world, keep pace with his age. But eventually, his grandmother, Iris Allen, Allen mm-hmm. took him back in time to the present where the flash wally west uh was able to 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 help him out and harness his powers before he broke off into his own book impulse and where he was mentored by former speedster max mercury anyway it's a great story and brian if you are not familiar with the flash i am gifting you the very first appearance of impulse in flash 92 nice i'm gonna have to get this graded (laughs) (laughs) it's a seven at best um but anyway yeah so like i said came out in 1994 and i was 14 at the time Mm. and you know so many books were the things were getting dark and hardcore and an impulse was just like light and funny and dealt with teenage angst and it just was a the the art style really really appealed to me and i i think that you know he always has good quips and stuff but impulse for me was one of the best sidekicks because he just he fills that role of comic relief Mm -hmm. in a way but also um so good some good skills too does he have good villains because i feel like the flash has like some of the most like bizarre villains no, he still has some of the most yeah. bizarre villains of all time. Um, I'm also using this as an opportunity. Um, 
I only own one piece of original comic book art. And I got this on the cheap back in the day. Um, this is my one piece. It's from um, Impulse number 52, which I don't think I actually collected back in the day because it was a later time frame. But this is a full page from 52. And uh, there's a little close-up action of him doing his little speed phase thing. But <laughs> I loved the original artist on the series, of mm-hmm. uh, Humberto Ramos. Uh-huh. Uh, his art style was was gorgeous, and then the next artist kept up with it really, really well, and I'm that's whose piece I own right there. Unfortunately, this guy is a total douche nozzle now, and it's <laughs> tainted it forever. I won't even mention his name, but he is a a major like douche bro huh. on the internet. Um, he he created Cyber Frog back in the day. Doesn't sound familiar. Anyway, is that a good. DC thing too? Huh? Is that a DC thing too? No, it was an indie thing, oh, okay. and then he graduated. This. So if you know what I'm talking about. Um, let's j- go look at him up on your own. But the art still holds true. Uh, my love for the character still holds true. I think he's one of the greatest sidekicks. And the Flash storyline in general, they got some great sidekicks going yeah. on. You know, um, I tried to think of a DC character for for this show. and But the only DC character that I read a lot as a kid was Ambush Bug. So I'm, I'm glad that you you brought some DC knowledge. Oh, we have a, a commenter who says the the voice sounds familiar, and that's because that's Jason Marsden who voiced Impulse on Young um, Young Justice, and he did like Max from Goofy Movie. He's done so many other things. So is that Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh no, that's no. Never mind. I'm thinking of James Marsden. Yeah, he was the Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, he was he was the live action guy. No, this is his brother. Is it really? Yeah, that's awesome. The uh... we need we need to have a an Insta play on the more you know button. Yeah. So anytime we're like, whoa. Add that in. It shouldn't be that difficult. The um, that's funny because like they're like a superhero family, just opposite opposite universes. So there you go. The um, well, uh, I think that um, you know, your character is super powerful, and uh, you know, I'm sure he was a great sidekick. Um, but I, I like my sidekicks to be, uh, obviously, I like them to be doughy and um, sometimes uh, a little bit cowardly. Cool! I've heard of taking a trunk up in a lift, but never a lift up in a trunk! Boy, look, chum, if you want this floor, kindly vacate the car. Thank you. Made off! You know. Lucky the ground broke my fall. I could have been hurt. That's not the ground. That's my hand. Call Eck, Weck, and Orangutan. They don't need assistant secret agents, do they? All right, man. I loved Danger Mouse when I was a kid. I had, um, I had like two volumes of the cartoon series on. Uh, like in like cl- nice clamshell. Um, it was a nice package for the VHS tapes. Uh, did you ever watch Danger Mouse as a kid? Dude, Danger Mouse is like a, a C grade uh, cartoon. You're crazy. <laughs> it's like it's like almost D level. I I could I could give you that for Banana Man, but not for Danger Are, Mouse. Is this like Huckleberry Hound? No. Snagglepuss. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't believe it. Man, I love I love Danger Mouse so much that I had a pet hamster and I named him Crumbs because. Because my penfold's always crumbs, damn. So I can't, I, I can't believe you don't like Danger Mouse. No, and this this is not stage, folks. You're, give me a total explanation of the series. Okay, so Danger Mouse is a play on Danger Men, which was like 
part of like that like 60s spy uh how it was real popular i think danger mouse 60s i don't know but you know james bond and stuff like that so danger mouse is like a cool spy he's got an eye patch he uh here i'm not gonna play it i don't think uh it might play but i can pause it i look how cool danger mouse is hold on let me go he back looks like a bull oh that's a bull <laughs> oh let's see Dangerous anyway, like a dweeb. yeah he is a dweeb but look at danger mouse danger mouse is cool he's oh. got a turtleneck and an eye patch danger mouse is awesome but um so he's a spy yeah he's he's like a secret agent secret agent and okay. then penfold is his polar opposite is he like the the q character penfold no he's just the comic relief oh okay he he has no um no really doesn't supply with super weaponry no, uh-uh. he just supplies with terror and fear and <laughs> uh, as as the comedic foil to danger mouse being cool danger mouse always has to get him out of out of predicaments and stuff like that and in fact there's an episode where um baron silas greenback is has like has like a robot penfold that he has infiltrated into danger mouse's house and danger mouse knows something's up because penfold is being very like brave and heroic and like no i'll i'll take a 24-hour watch to make sure that nothing bad happens and he's like "Mm, something's wrong so that's not penfold penfold should be in tears right now and so this is a really enjoyable dynamic for me. I, you know, you and I have a lot of similar interests, mm-hmm. and we've we've known each other for a long time. And so it's interesting when I discover that you're like really passionate about something, mm-hmm. and I feel like I could probably have done that with impulse. Mm-hmm. I could probably give you like m- way more than you want to know about impulse, and and I feel like you could give me way more than I ever needed to know about <laughs> Danger Mouse and Pinfoil. Well, Pinfold. Pinfold. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know what? They're so popular that they rebooted the series recently. I think it's on Netflix, and um, uh, the voice actors are are doing they, they do a good job with it. But I, there's something about the art style I'm just not a big fan of. But I don't know, man. Um, I never knew until doing research that Penfold's first name is Ernest. So there's there's a trivia fact for dude. Everybody. I never knew before today that Penfold existed. <laughs> so wow, you got one up on me. You, did you you didn't watch Nickelodeon when you were a kid? Oh, you didn't have cable, right? Uh, I mean, we eventually did, yeah. Yeah, because that like I, that's I feel like that's where I watched it. Like it was like one of those Deke uh, c- cartoons, I think. I don't know, man. I don't Banana know. Man, do you know Banana Man? <laughs> You're just making stuff <laughs> no, up ban- now, dude. Banana Man came on like right after <laughs> Danger Mouse, and they were like short episodes, but it was about this kid who was like this dorky kid, and he ate a banana and became the superhero Banana Man. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Now, were you just referencing this guy because we're talking about sidekicks and he was you, you enjoyed his presence? Or or do you think this is one that deserves more time in the spotlight? I think he gets a ton of spotlight time because, like I said, he's like the comedic relief for mm-hmm. the show. Um, do you feel like he's underappreciated? Do you feel like he can stand on his own? What's your what's your what's your vibe on him? I feel like people, I think I think people really appreciate Penfold. I think he's perfect. Like like as far as pre- appreciation goes, what so, his role goes, you, yeah. you feel like he he's the he's perfect for his role yeah and i think people like so doing pull, like pulling clips for it um there was a bunch of new like clips from the new show that i kept uh and um so penfold his in the very first episode of danger mouse he's codenamed jigsaw and it's because anytime something happens he falls to pieces <laughs> and so um in one of the trailers for the new series there's like a whole thing about penfold and they they, they refer to him as agent uh, agent Zig- jigsaw and so i was like wow man like you know the people doing this new show like they're on top of it so uh but it was a whole segment just about penfold and so that's how much people love penfold that's cool man well uh i think 
I'm gonna have to check it out. I'm, I'll, I'll be willing to give it another uh, another go based on your recommendation. You seem very passionate about it, mm -hmm. and I'll definitely throw some love Pinfold's way. And it's interesting that we just talked about a cartoon because my final pick is a cartoon as well. And I don't know if you've noticed a trend we've had going on the show, but I, I think it's it's time we let the women save the day. All right. That obviously was the intro to Inspector Gadget. We had to let the, pl the clip play a while until we got to the marquee character that mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about. I had I was debating whether I should talk about one or the other, but I realized, look, all the people we've been talking about before have been male characters, male-driven mm -hmm. characters. You know, like it is in the real world, most of the time it's it's the the women that are picking up the pieces and really driving home. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the way it was in Inspector Gadget with with Penny. Uh, she was a sidekick, but she wasn't the sidekick. She was the real hero all along. Yeah. In fact, she even had her own sidekick. Bra <laughs> Brain. Yeah. Brain was uh, was great. I considered talking about Brain. I was like, look, Br Penny was the real brains here. Mm -hmm. She was 10 years old and she was solving crimes, putting away bad guys. And took no credit for it. Yeah, she was she. You know, she saved uh, her uncle on multiple occasions. Um, you know, she was she was really the, the true hero. Yeah, she's legit. You know, and it was one of those weird things where you don't really think about this stuff as a kid, but you wonder like, what's her story? Yeah. I mean, so Gadget's supposedly her uncle. Mm -hmm. She's ten years old. She's got a dog that is anthropomorphic. And um, he's great at disguises. Yeah, well, like you do. Mm -hmm. And there's no mention of her parents at all. Do you think she's an orphan? Do you think <sighs> she's adopted? Do you think he's just some creepy guy that kidnapped her? Well, so here's here's the thing. I never thought that Inspector Gadget was a person, right? Because he's he's a robot, right? So is he like a RoboCop thing? Like he was a he was a good cop, and then he was killed in the line of duty, and they brought him back as a robot. I, why do they include that in the in the intro montage? <laughs> yeah, just him being blown away. But yeah, I mean, like I, I, so I never thought about it as a kid. But if he is just a robot that works for the police, like it is weird that she calls that she she calls him Uncle Gadget. Yeah, yeah, very odd. Um, so a little background of the show. The show aired in 1983. It ran for two seasons uh, and 86 episodes. That's so but crazy. It, I mean, it, even though they had those 86 episodes, it aired pretty hard for like three solid years until like 86. And then it was in syndication for, for forever. And then mm -hmm. they had the Matthew Broderick movie, God. which was not great. 
Um, and they also had they've had some reboots since. Well, they also had the sequel to the Matthew Broderick movie where the guy from Third Rock from the Sun, the, French Stewart. Yeah, French Stewart played him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, and in those movies, Penny was like older and had less of a role. Oh. Yeah, they really made it about about Inspector Gadget there. They didn't give her her fair shake in this in in those re- reboots. But I came I came to learn that the voice of Penny mm. was from Cree Summers. Or Cree Summer, and that doesn't name a the name doesn't ring a bell, but the voice does, mm. and that's the person who does the voice of Elmira on Tiny Toon oh, Adventures. Okay. And if you look at her list of credits, it's like really exhausted. Has mm. has has been working constantly since her very first role uh, in 1983. Done tons of stuff, tons of stuff, um, and interestingly, was only cast. I don't say only cast, but had a little bit of nepotism in the casting mm, mm-hmm. because her dad was an actor and he's been in, in a bunch of stuff too, but he was originally cast as the voice of Dr. Claw. Oh. His name is um, Don Franks. Now he originally voiced Dr. Claw, but then I, I don't know how many, how, how long before they realized, but they brought in Frank Welker mm-hmm. to do the voice of, of Dr. Claw, mm-hmm. the one that you recognize. And so this guy, Don Franks, he stuck around for a while and did like henchman characters and other stuff. And I think there's one, at least one episode where they didn't replace his voice uh, with Frank Welker huh. for Dr. Claw. But um, his daughter um, got the got the job of Penny. So it was a family affair. Do you know any Pennies? Pen- uh, I know Penny Marshall <laughs> of Laverne and Shirley fame. I feel like during that time period, there's a lot of characters named Penny. Like, do you remember? So, I, I watched this show on Nickelodeon a lot. Do you remember Penny, the girl, the claymation girl with the pennies for eyeballs? Oh, yeah. Like, and I mean, I, obviously, her thing is that she had pennies for eyeballs. That but, was like one of those little in, in between things mm-hmm. in commercials, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be like the like the stinger to going to commercial uh-huh. or something like yeah. that. And, and usually it was like. It was like Inside Out Boy during that time. Like it was like usually something healthy. Like it was probably Nickelodeon being like, "Oh, don't get rid of the cartoon things. Here's like a good thing for kids," you know. Yeah. So, um, but I would feel like I would know some pennies, or at least something like that by now. But I don't. I've never met a penny in my life. Yeah, I can't say that I have either. I think it's a an older name that's falling out of favor. Hmm. But you know, I, I was always impressed with her. Uh, truth be told, I was. I was kind of jealous of her gadgetry. Mm-hmm. I mean, appropriately on Inspector Gadget, there would be gadgets, but she didn't have, you know, helicopter blades coming out of her head. She had that book, mm-hmm. and that book was sweet for the time. And she had the the watch, the video watch, mm-hmm. um, but her her book was like magic. She was like, she was like the Hermione Granger before Hermione yeah. Granger, uh-huh. right? Like she she was knew all the answers, had all the tech, had all the skills. And really saved the day behind the scenes and really didn't get much credit for it. Yeah. I can't believe two seasons and what, 86, you said? Yeah, 86 episodes. That's crazy. Yeah. It feels like it was 150. I mean, but like, it's just so, like, it boggles my mind because today it's like a season is 10 episodes or something, you know? <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> and yeah. And so, because like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's just wild. Well, and think about how long it took to animate. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they were doing these for who knows how long but yeah and it was all hand animation yeah. at the time like i i got oh well, i'll talk about some animation stuff in, in the paid patron show but um but yeah man what a great character what a great show yeah well 
that's the end of our list of uh, sidekicks. Mm -hmm. I, thinking back about the ones we have, um, yours or mine, yeah. Which one of these do you think could stand alone? Hmm. Like which the most? I know a lot of them can stand alone, can stand on their own two feet. Which of these sidekicks deserves their time in the spotlight? Maybe with their own show or their own comic book series or just more recognition. Which one do you think is rises above? So I think I, I would say two, right? And I'll pick one of yours on one of mine. I think Brody Bruce could totally do like like there could have been a great show mm -hmm. or movie with 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 him. Um, maybe if the Clerks animated series had had done better, um, maybe they would have also done like a Brody show or something like that. Um, but from yours, I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna get not count Bart Allen because he had his own thing, but um, you know Penny is a perfect fit for that because she are she has a sidekick also, and so she would be perfect and like she's smart and I think I think that they could do a show for that. How great would it be? I could, I could almost see like Adult Swim mm -hmm. doing like a live action short film or something, catching up with Penny yeah. now. <laughs> and like her uncle has been blown to bits <laughs> and she's still fighting crime, you know, behind a computer screen. Mm -hmm. And But she's got some sort of like they explain a way that, that she talks to her dog by like with magic mushrooms or yeah. something and <laughs> there's just there's just like stuffed like a stuffed brain somewhere like she's like on the 10th dog at this point in her life <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's that brain <laughs> that's right <laughs> uncle gadget is just like a coat rack in the back because he's he, like he's just been decommissioned <laughs> she's got her own bat cave with like him in a in a glass case somewhere anyway yeah that's fun well um from yours i also agree that i think brody i would like to to see what he's up to currently Let's let's catch up with him in his comic book store. Mm -hmm. it was a great character. He was funny for sure. There were two, honestly, there were too many to pick from. This show could have been double the length, mm -hmm. and uh, we we still wouldn't run out of material. So, if you have a favorite sidekick that you think deserves more time in the spotlight, why don't you shoot us a message over on social media? You can find the show at Wayback Attack, uh, Wayback underscore Attack. And you can find me, I'm at Squared Stiff on Twitter. We always love to hear from you via email. Um, and Brian, where can they get in touch with you? You can find me at B.E. Grantham. And um, you can email the show at waybackattackshow at gmail.com. Um, and if you'll do us a huge favor, if you like the show, tell your friends. Let them know how amazing it is. Um, oh, I thought you were going to go do some raps right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you like the show, tell your friends, let them know. Um, also, if you really love the show, uh, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Wayback Attack uh, and uh, join join up on there for a measly two bucks a month and get access to uh, the Discord and the bonus shows that we do um every month for for the patrons so yeah we're actually recording the next one right after this show and it'll be available uh very very soon this episode is uh is our second one of the month we'll be back in april mm -hmm. in two more weeks for another great show thanks for listening or watching to this one we really appreciate you and um see you next time yeah we will uh 
Well, we'll have to see you then. I, I need to put a thing here so I can see you through the wood. <laughs> so. What? <laughs> see ya. <laughs>